What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I am your host, Matthew Anderson, brought the sports analyst back from last season. My guy, Raekwon Niles. Raekwon, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How you? Doing good, man. We got a great show for you all prepared. Uh, so without further ado, welcome to my sports house. Open up the champagne. Pop. It's my house. Come on. Turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Because we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home. Tell me where. Something cold, baby, cheers to this Sometimes you gotta stay in And you know where I live Yeah, you know what we is Sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my Alright, Raekwon, it's been a long time, long see Excited to have you back on Gonna go ahead and get this thing started First off, we gotta talk about the South Carolina Gamecocks getting a win over Eastern, I keep saying Eastern Carolina, over East Carolina with a final score of 20 to 17. Carolina was down 14, nothing early. I didn't know what to expect at that point because I had already kind of witnessed game like, okay, Carolina's going to play well against, I think it was like Eastern Illinois and they're going to go lay an egg. Um, anyway, but Carolina did get the win. Zeb Nolan finished for 13 for 24 for 214 yards. Not his best game. But Josh Van really came along, five catches, 116 yards. I think he's really been waiting for, like, Shy Smith and those guys to leave for him to kind of emerge. What were your thoughts on the game, Rick? Um, Carolina was just how we thought they were. Um, of course, you know, you're going to beat up on Eastern Illinois last week. But uh, when that defense from Eastern Carolina, when they came in, them boys didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like this, though. Carolina defense is legit. Okay. I believe that, but if the offensive line comes along, then the offense comes along, they'll be okay. But I mean, bad game last week by the offensive line, not by the offense as a whole. And the crazy thing is, Georgia comes, well, actually, Carolina goes to Georgia next week, seven o'clock p.m. game. Probably, I don't, I don't know what channel it's going to be on. I'll look it up. But uh, anyway, and it's funny because Carolina's struggling right now on the offensive line. And as we saw, Georgia's strength is that defensive line. What do you kind of predict that's going to happen here in this game? Oh man, I can't. Um, Big Davis, uh, ninety nine, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I believe 45-14, George. Forty five, fourteen. Pure domination. I was kind of surprised that they make it a night game, just based off. I guess Carolina is coming to the game two and zero, but you know, usually they reserve that night game slot for like a big, you know, maybe SEC matchup. But I don't know uh, what's kind of been going on. If maybe there aren't that many top matchups for that week. Carolina did beat them last time they came down to the stadium. Hey, that is right. Hey, shout out Izzy. Hey, you see that boy Israel made the 53 man in Dallas? Yeah, he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, he's the one, just for the people who are listening, he's the one who had the three interceptions the last time Carolina went to, I think it's called Sanford Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're going to play him at safety, right, in Dallas? Yes, long, long and lefty. Yeah, I seen that he wasn't – I saw he was kind of in street clothes, so I guess that he just wasn't active in the first game of the year. But great because I think he was like, what, a fourth or fifth-round draft pick? So to be able to make that squad and – you, and I, did you did you tune in Hard Knocks? No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, yeah, they showed him a little bit in Hard Knocks, and they kind of showed his ver uh, versatility and stuff. So I figured he might make that team. So definitely big news for the Gamecocks. And I will – you you know, we'll get to NFL talk a little bit later. But, man, you hear a lot of South Carolina Gamecocks running backs in the league. 
Uh, Dow yeah, yeah. has one. What's what's the Rico? Rico Dow, uh, yeah. Mike Davis, yeah. um, even Tyson Williams, who played in life for the Ravens. Who was that last one? Tyson Williams. Transfer, he went to BYU. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I was about to say. BYU, I think, got to win this week. I don't have their, their score, whatever, recorded, but I think a lot of people thought they were going to be a one-hit wonder with them beating, I mean, with Zach Wilson, but they still been able to kind of push on through. But, uh, well, oh, let me ask you this, too. So, we do know Channing Tindall plays for Georgia. He's a linebacker there. Raekwon, obviously, we went to Richmond Northeast High School, which is right down the road from Spring Valley High School. It used to be rivals, but they beat us so much at this point. It's not even a rivalry. But uh, what do you think is his upside at Georgia? Um, It'd be good, especially at the inside. Uh, I believe they had him play outside the first couple of years. But seeing him flow this past weekend from sideline to sideline, his best chance is inside. And I believe, I, I believe he has two years left, and he'll get all SEC one of those years. Okay, does he start or is he coming off the bench? On the bench, they rotate a lot. Gotcha, they do rotate those linebackers. Those guys be ready to go, too. It's like you plug it. I know we're going to put you off subject here. Which defense are you taking right now if you had to choose? You take that Georgia defense or the Alabama defense? I haven't seen too much Alabama defense, but I'm going to go Alabama defense. (laughs) Hey, when in doubt, go ahead and pick them. (laughs) Yo, we're going to keep it moving here. We're going to hit on the Clemson Tigers, uh, who went on to beat South Carolina State this week, a final score of 49-3. SC, what is it? Uh, I call them Orangeburg's finest. But uh, <laughs> Clemson has – do do want to uh, shout out Durant, which is uh, – Durant, that's his last name. He plays for South Carolina State, one of their DBs, had two interceptions, so big week for him. They also – Quincy Hill, right, South Carolina State? Yeah. yeah, so he went to Spring Valley High School as well. So shout out Coach Bacon for that, getting his guys into college, play college football. Clemson has Georgia Tech next week. What do you think? Think they get the win? They keep rolling? They'll get the win, but it'll be a close win. Uh, Georgia Tech actually has a defensive line, and Clemson has no offensive line. So it'll be a close game, but Clemson gets the win. Do you see a path that Clemson makes it back to the playoff, back into the playoffs? Of course. Of course. Um, A lot of teams are going to drop them. There's nobody in in the ACC. So Clemson gets in. All right, so we'll see what happens with that. Now I got to talk about the Buckeyes who lost. God, we lost to Oregon. Final score, 35-28. I had something to do that day, but I swear I was not leaving until that game was over with. We could not stop Oregon on the ground. C.J. Verto, 20 carries, 161 yards. It's the second week in a row we haven't been able to stop a team in the ground on the ground, and it just cost us in this one, obviously, with the win. Their quarterback, I think his name is Anthony. I want to say it's Anthony Williams. He went to Boston College. Anthony Will- Wilson? Williams or Wilson? One of the two. I know he went to Boston College and he led that Oregon team. I think he 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 wasn't the starter last year, but he led them on that rushing attack this week and uh, clearly able to get the win. Did want to mention, though, Ohio State quarterback. Now, a lot of people were upset with C.J. Stroud because he C.J. sometimes, he, he's still young. It's only his second, uh, his third game playing, but only his second game in college football where he's actually throwing a pass he had to air it out he's one of them california quarterbacks going 35 for 54 484 yards three touchdowns and uh one interception ohio state had three wide receivers that went over 100 yards let's see i got to pull it up here at least i did uh jackson smith and the jigba got to finally got that name right gary wilson and chris olave all had big days but it wasn't enough to get the job done. 
the Ohio State defense did what they need to do at the end of the game to get the stops necessary, but it was just a little bit too little, too late. So hate that for Ohio State. I'm hoping for what happened. Remember with Ezekiel Elliott and those guys when they were the last team in the playoff and still found a way to win it all. You remember that? Right. Hopefully we can get something like that to happen. But, hey, big – what what you think about the Pac-12 beating LSU last week, beating uh, Pac-12, Pac-12, yes, Pac-12 now, and then Oregon going and knock off the Ohio State a Big Ten opponent? What you think about uh, the Pac-12 this year? Um, Pac-12 is going – they're tired of disrespect, so they're going to step the game up a notch. Uh, I actually predicted UCLA to win that game. Chip Kelly's going to turn that program around for good. And huge win by Oregon without Kayvon Thibodeau and Justin Flo on the defense for them to win that game against that team. That was pretty good. But I can say this, Ohio State gets in the playoffs if they lean to the run game. Yeah, because they got three guys that can – well, don't you think it's crazy how Master Teague was the guy that kind of – until Trey Sermon came alongside. And now he's like third-string back. Right. And that's, that's a topic I do want to get into, but for another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just for the fans, and the, uh, the people, they have Williams and they got Travion Henderson. Travion Henderson is highly touted. I think they said they got high expectations for him, just like they kind of have for J.K. Dobbins. He's that guy. Yeah, he's that guy. Did you follow him a lot in recruiting or did you just kind of catch on him whenever he got to Ohio State? I didn't. Um, I watched the first night and I believe his first touch, he took a 70 yards. Yes, sir. Right off that screen over against Minnesota. So definitely rooting for the Buckeyes. Hope they keep it going. Defense got to get something going. Defense got to be able to play well and stop the run uh, early in the year. And I think a lot of teams in the Big Twin do like to run the ball too. So you can't get that established. Uh, you could have some problems uh, throughout the year. Yes. We're going to keep it moving. We got to hit on these HBCUs. First of all, did you see Benedict College was on ESPNU last Thursday night? I did. I did. That was crazy. I was like, yo, you know, I expect them to, you know, probably get some Howards and uh, Jackson State's on there, which we'll talk about in a second. But to see Benedict over there, hey, and our old high school quarterback, Alosha Jackson, out there, I think he does, like, photography or something over there with them. Yeah. Yeah, so big for Benedict. And they got the win, right? Right. By 41 points. Sheesh. They got a new coach or something over there? Yeah, they do. Gotcha, gotcha. Great stuff. All right. So, but we're going to talk about um, Jackson State. The Sanders, the Sanders team got Shiloh, Shador all over there. Shador had a huge, okay, let's start off here. Jackson State got the win, final score 38-16 over Tennessee State. Tennessee State head coach is Eddie George, correct? Yes. Yes, um, Shador, big day, 30 for 40, 362 yards, three touchdowns. Rayquan, talk about it. What, what, do you, what did you see from Shador? Are you surprised by the performance or is it about what you expected? I'm not surprised at all. I'm surprised that he played so bad last week. Okay. But um, this is what I expected. Um, receivers want to play with Shador. Shador make life easier for receivers. Um, he's an NFL pro style quarterback, and um, he did his thing. Um, I expect for him to do this a lot. Um, I expect for him to be in the. I don't know if it's a Heisman for their division or anything. But I expect him to be up there among the top quarterbacks in the country. And I also expect Coach Prime to have his team deep in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, so they're FCS? Right. Okay, yeah. that was I, I was not expecting that. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, wow, because based off of the performance of last week, kind of tell people about kind of what you saw in the performance last week. In the performance last week, defense wins championships. Um, Of course, Coach Prime will have a defense ready. He, he has a Hall of Fame defense coaching staff. I can't get into all the big names. But um, he has – I know he has a linebacker from Tennessee 
who yesterday had four and a half sacks. Oh, yes. Oh, God. So, you know, he's going to load up on defense. Um, man to man, they're going to hit you. He got a son that safety, that the head hunter. They're going to they gonna lock you up. Um, you got to come play. You got to come play when you play in Jackson State. Did you expect that move for Shiloh to go to Jackson State whenever uh, after his year last year at South Carolina, or did you think he was going to maybe stay around the SEC? Of course. Uh, actually, I expected Coach Prime to be the head coach at Florida State and Shiloh go to Florida State from the start. Okay. So, yeah, um, I believe he was going to follow his dad from the start. You saw that Dion was making the big deal about having making sure the players had their last name on the back of their jerseys and stuff like that. Do you expect him to like now that he's kind of put his flagpole at um like in the HBC community? Do you think that he stays there for a little while, or do you think whenever the job opportunity he's looking for comes available, he's gone? Oh, uh, I believe he stays there. Okay, I believe he stays there. Yeah, because I was because it seems like he's making a lot of change there, bringing a lot of attention to. I think Barstool, if I'm not mistaken, has like the video series of Jackson State right now. And you're also just hearing a lot of people who maybe before and we just went to PWIs, predominantly white institutions, in case y'all don't know. Uh, now everybody's like considering HBCUs and you're kind of seeing them on TV more. So I'm sure enrollment is up as well. And so, yeah, so we're going to keep it moving. I definitely want to talk about another um, California quarterback Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Ole Miss got the win again this week. Last week, who did they beat? They beat Louisville. That was Louisville. They beat last week. Yeah, yeah, they're two and zero. Yeah, Kid, I think so I saw it on Twitter. Somebody put it really well. They said Matt Corral is what we thought Sam Howell and a couple of those other guys were going to be. He's really like that. He was at one of the top performances in uh, at one of the top high schools in California. He got into it with Wayne Gretzky's son. They kicked him out of school. Ended up transferring anywhere. But I think he's a perfect fit for Lane Kiffin as a gunslinger at Ole Miss. Uh, what do you see from Matt Corral or Corn? Uh, Matt Carell, he's always been doing this. Um, I don't, I don't see this as a surprise. The only thing about it just has been his uh, interception. If he can, if he cannot turn the ball over, he'll be good. Uh, he turned the ball over fourteen times last year. That's more games than you play in the season, so you definitely don't want that. But so other than that, he can, he can be pretty good. That's actually a great comparison, Raekwon. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for putting that one together for the people who are listening. Going to keep it okay. Yeah, but before I move forward. Do you think Ole Miss has a chance to come out the SEC West? No. <laughs> no. You don't even give them a chance? <laughs> I, no. You're not beating Texas A&M. You're not beating Alabama. Texas A&M, they got a squad this year? Jimbo Fisher's head coach. I think he just – no, that was – somebody just signed extension. I didn't know how he was going to be with Kellen Mond gone. seems like he's kind of been there for the most part of uh, Jimbo Fisher's career. But you think they're gonna just keep it going to get the next quarterback and they keep it moving? Yeah, yeah. Kellen Mond was there for about eight years, so I'm pretty sure it's a relief on Jimbo now. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he recruits the best. He recruited Jameis Winston to Florida State, and we'll talk about Jameis a little bit later. So uh, we'll see what happens. I remember whenever Hugh Freeze, Liberty, whenever Hugh Freeze was at, at Ole Miss, I think they beat Alabama like two or three years at that point in time. So it seems like he's like the arch nemesis, if you will, to Nick Saban. But uh, we'll keep it moving. We're going to go to one of Raekwon's old schools, Florida State. Losing to Jacksonville State, Dope Campbell, 2017 on the last second touchdown. The quarterback for Jacksonville State actually used to go to Clemson, Zarek Cooper, in case the listeners are wondering. 
because I think he was 27. Same year we got out of high school, as a matter of fact, is when he went to Clemson, but he transferred, and I guess it proved to be a good uh, success for him. Uh, Raquan, what are your thoughts on Florida State losing that game after the big weekend which they had against Notre Dame where everybody thought that things were trending in the right direction? Uh, we took a step back. Um, to go in and compete with a top-10 team in Notre Dame and to lose to Jackson State, who I believe is not even ranked in the FCS polls anymore, <laughs> Um, that was that's huge. Um, we don't have an offensive line. Um, uh, that's that's our that's our whole offense. Yeah. So if your defense come to play, hey, you got to win against Florida State. Do you like the head coach? You think he's the guy to get the job done? Oh, I love him. I love him. I love him. Um, I love it. He comes from Memphis, right? Memphis and Oregon. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I've just been watching their recruiting, and it seems like guys are really encouraged to go back there. Because it went through for a couple of years with guys like Florida State, whatever. But it seems like they're really encouraged. They do a good job of recruiting. The facilities are always going to be up to par. So, uh, is the ACC is better when Florida State and Clemson have a battle in it at Atlantic versus Clemson kind of just running away with it, like it's been since. It really seems like it's been since Jalen Ramsey left. Right, and we do have the number one recruiting class for 2022 in the ACC right now. Okay, hey, that's big news. So the things are coming. Things are turning in the right direction. Going to keep it moving. Actually, we're going to move to the NFL. Um, not, they were, we actually made a lot to talk about at the, out of college football because I really like looking at it. I was like, there aren't that many top games this week. But anyway, more for that to come next week. So we're going to start off with the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. They got the win over the New York Jets in Zach Wilson's debut. Yeah, with the final score of 19 to 14. Sam Darnold, 24 for 35, 279 yards and one touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, 21 for 98, 21 carries for 98 yards on the ground, nine catches for 89 yards uh, in the air. Let me ask you this. Well, Raekwon, first of all, what are your thoughts on the game? Oh, uh, great game by both teams. Um Zach Wilson played better than I thought he was going to do. Okay. Against the Carolina defense. I thought those were just going to tear him up. And what they did, but he played way better than I thought. And uh, the Panthers did what I expected them to do. I would like to see Sam Donald toss at least two more touchdowns against yeah. his former team to prove a point. But great game. Do you think Sam Donald is the guy? Like, he's the guy for Carolina Panthers. You think they're still kind of looking over their shoulder, trying to find the guy that they think might be the next best guy for the organization? As long as they have these receivers, he's the guy. Yeah. He fits his receiving core very well. Yeah. Is Shy Smith, is he injured right now? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's injured. I thought that's what he said. He got a couple weeks for him. But nice to see also J.C. Horn out there. I run a while. I saw with the pick. I forgot who who got that interception. Seven, what was his name? Uh, Shaq Thompson. Yeah, I saw J.C. was kind of a little bit behind him. I was wondering if J.C. was going to get him one. Because it seems like we've seen a lot during training camp of J.C. kind of getting his hands on the football. I think even the head coach said, Matt Rule even said that J.C. kind of finds the ball a lot. So probably it's going to be great to see him as he continues to develop in the league. Right. So who you got? If you had the higher projection, better corner when it says all and done, I know this is quite early, Patrick Sertain or J.C. Horn? <sighs> J.C. Horn. Wait, wait, wait. J.C.? Ooh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hey, give it a second. <laughs> Patrick Sertan. Why would you say that? Um, Broncos defense, um, Vic Vanzio, um, 3-4, man-to-man. I'll allow some users to lift a lot more than J.C. 
who the pastor don't use man to man a lot. Okay. And going more soon. So um, I think it'd be Petra to. All right. So there you have it. That's Raquan's pick. So if one of them gets the gold jacket, the other one doesn't, Raquan told you they're here first. We're going to keep it moving. Got to talk about your boy, Jameis Winston. Final score, 38-3 as the Saints beat the, the sleepwalking uh, Packers. Jameis Winston had five touchdown passes. Not a really great day for Aaron Rodgers and company. What did you, first of all, did you kind of know all along that Jameis Winston was going to be able to take that job from uh, Taysom Hill? Of course, of course. Um, Jameis is a gunslinger. Uh, that's what Sean Payton wants. Uh, we feel, what we fail to realize is that Drew Brees is a top passion in the history of the NFL, and that comes under Sean Payton. So why would he want Taysom Hill a Swiss Army knife when he can still come in the game and do that? instead of a gunslinger, when he has a gunslinger like James. Yeah, and then I think also, like, I think two of their tight ends or something went down too. And so the situation really persisted itself to the point where it's like, unless this dude just comes in and dominates camp, he's going to have to, you know, go fill that role and, you know, still make good money while doing so. All right. Yeah, so we're going to move right there to the Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs ball game. The Chiefs took the win with the final score of 33-29. to 29. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 27 for 36, 337 yards, three touchdowns. I was expecting Clyde Edwards Hilaire to do a little bit more there, but Tyreek Hill had a heck of a day. Mark May and Lou Holtz used to, used to say, get your helmet sticker. 11 catches, 197 yards, and one touchdown. Raekwon, what you think of the game? Uh, great game. Great game. Um, I actually had the Browns doing exactly what they did, uh, competing with them or beating the Chiefs. Um, this is what I expected on um, about time. Um, Baker Mayfield didn't have any touchdowns, but I do believe when Odell Beckham come back, it'll open up the pass game. Three, Kansas City has a problem with stopping the run. Nick Chubb, two touchdowns on the ground. Kareem Hunt, one touchdown on the ground. Jarvis Lindsay, one touchdown on the ground. That's four touchdowns going up on the ground. So um, that's a problem for Kansas City. And also, they gave up 321 passing yards through the air. So um, it's a problem for them. And okay. No, go ahead. What were you saying? And last one, Kansas City does not have a running game. So Patrick Mahomes, he's going to have to toss it a lot. What, like, is the offensive line can't make it happen? Because I know Clyde Edwards kind of jumped on the scene last season. I don't – to me, I believe he's a, he's more of a pass-catching back. Gotcha. And I believe he needs an in-between a whole running back. Okay. Well, there you have it there. So Patrick Holmes with Gary to run around a lot this season and just be an agile quarterback, the guy that, you know, they gave him the big contract to be. So we'll continue to watch that storyline. OBJ did not play. Do you think he stays in Cleveland or do you think they eventually are going to trade him for the deadline? Uh, yeah, he stays in Cleveland this year, this year only. Okay. Um, and he's, he's going to be our approach here. Because it just seems like, you know, whenever he plays, he has big years and stuff, especially those years with the Giants. But it's just a lot of times he doesn't end up finishing the season. So definitely something to watch there. But, hey, great for the team to not have that guy who's taking up as much cap as he is and still be able to compete at the highest level. But man, that AFC is tough, man. But we'll talk about it a little bit a little more. But with the Bills and just a lot of the Steelers, the Ravens, it, it's just tough in that AFC. Um, we're going to keep it moving here, though. We're going to go talk about this Vikings game. We had the Minnesota Vikings versus the Cincinnati Bengals. 
the Bengals got the win in overtime, the final score of 27-24. It was great to see Joe Burrow back, Jamar Chase back. We've got to give you all the stat line. Joe Burrow, 20 for 27, 261 yards, two touchdowns. I think a lot of people sleep on Joe Mixon in fantasy, but I tell anybody, uh, and he had a touchdown as well. For, well, okay, let me restart that. Joe Mixon, 29 carries, 127 yards, and one touchdown. Tell everybody, like, if you need a running back and Joe's still on the board, Make sure you go get him. Jamar Chase was having some problems with drops. He ended up with five catches, 101 yards, and one touchdown. And so big day for the Bengals organization. What did you – let me just throw this out there. I don't watch the Vikings that much. Did not realize how good of a back Dalvin Cook is. Dalvin Cook really keeps some guys in the games at points and times and really balances that out with uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson catching the balls throughout the air. But uh, what do you think of this Bengals team this year? Oh, uh, the Bengals would be pretty good if they have an offensive line. Uh, I believe this is my, my third time in the show saying a team doesn't have an offensive line. <laughs> but Joe Burrow is dirty. He's dirty within one minute of the game, and that's not good. Um, and he has to be protected because he's a gunslinger, and his receivers, they get open down the field. Uh, but it, it puts more pressure on Joe Mixon. Um, can he be that back to take? the hits when running the ball and take the hits with blocking too. So um, I believe that'd be pretty good, but they just have to get more blockers, more offensive line. Yeah, because I think Joe Burrow got sacked like five times. And it's like, and he's coming off of a season-ending injury. So it's like, and this is why a lot of people were kind of debating and were really frustrated when Jamar at first when he wasn't catching the ball very well, because it's like, you look, we needed, we really needed an offensive lineman. We took him to kind of keep the connection going. But, uh, yeah, so definitely big win for the Bengals as they continue to keep it moving. Like I said, they had the five sacks. Hopefully Joe can get some protection. We're going to move forward, though, to the – I feel like there was something else I was supposed to mention on that team right there, but I'm going to leave it there. We're going to talk about these uh, Cardinals versus the Titans. You got the Arizona Cardinals, which is part of that NFC West that is dominant. The Cardinals got the win, 38-13. Kyler Murray is my fantasy quarterback. So I was related 21 for 32, 289 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. I'm really like, obviously, D Hop did what he needed to do with his two touchdowns, six receptions for 83 yards. But it seems like Christian Kirk is emerging. He had the two touchdowns, five catches for 70 yards. Uh, Rayquan, let's talk about it for a second. What did you th- What do you think about Christian Kirk? Um, that's what's expected, especially out of him and Rondell Moore this season, due to AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins being on the outside. Um, it's always gonna be that one guy left open, and whoever the tight end is, is yeah. it's expected here for them to have a great year, or whoever they take a step up. Do you expect for AJ Green to emerge back to like rare form that we once saw of him, or do you think he's kind of seeing Father Tom hit him right here? Oh uh, no, Father Tom hasn't hit him. It hasn't hit him. Um. I believe he just, man, he's going to have a big year, Um, 800 yards receiving, six touchdowns, seven touchdowns. Yeah. So That'd be think, a great year. So you think this is, a, this is a good fit for him? Right. It will be. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, they, I don't – okay, let me ask you because they say he's just not feeling it right now. Do you think we'll see Larry Fitzgerald again in the NFL or you think his NFL days are uh, over? If it's with the Cardinals and if a receiver goes down, we'll see Larry Fitzgerald. If not, we'll see him in the front office. Gotcha. You saw, you saw that he's part owner of, I think he has a minority ownership in the Phoenix Suns organization. Yes. Yeah. So that's definitely major for him. I always want to get a part of some ownership in the league. 
Now, as far as this Tennessee Titans team, did you like the move for Julio Jones heading to Tennessee with AJ Brown? I'm sorry. It'll be pretty good. Uh, Just one game. This is one game. They'll bounce back next week. And I believe they have the Seahawks. They'll bounce back next week in what will be a shootout. So it'll it'll look pretty good. They'll look back normal. Okay. So we'll see what happens there. Wanted to ask your opinion on this. I was looking at some of these different conferences or uh, seedings, whatever you call it, in the NFL. And, man, the NFL, I feel like there's two divisions. There are divisions. There are two divisions in the NFL that are really tough. you got the NFC West where you got the Rams, you got the 49ers, you got the Seahawks, and you got the Cardinals. All of those quarterbacks are elite. Or you go to the AFC North where you have Cincinnati, which is the worst team in there, and then you have the Steelers, the Ravens, and Bengals. And what's that last one? The Bills. Which one? The Bills. No, 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 not in the AFC North. Browns. The Browns. Which one of those divisions do you think is, is more tough to play in? The NFC West. Um, all four teams are capable of winning the championship this year. <laughs> That's in one division. And I expect whoever win that gauntlet, I expect them to, make, to win the championship this year. And I'm glad you kind of mentioned, I'm glad we're talking about the AFC West because I definitely did want to talk about this game that uh, something was Sunday night football. As a matter of fact, you had the Bears versus the Rams. The Rams put off the win with the final score of 34 to 14. Um, let's see here. Okay, first of all, does Andy Dalton end the season as a starter or by the end of the season, Justin Fields a starter? Oh, man, we're going to have Fields in there in a couple of weeks if Matt Nagy want to keep his job. You know, I'm a Bears fan firsthand, but uh, I expect that what happened last night to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of fans, we saw, we got to see Justin get in early. So now the fans are, okay, when is this going to happen? And you see, you saw uh, Andy Dalton said, made a comment, something like, okay, Justin will have his time at some point, but this is my time. And a lot of right. people are like, okay, we'll see. And then Justin's been in full support of him, too, at least publicly. Justin scored a touchdown last night. Yeah, yeah. So he got half of the points right there. Uh, even his first pass, is like, okay, hey, this is the future. Right? Right. We're looking at it right now. Matthew Stafford had – go ahead, what are you saying? I can't wait. Yeah, Matthew Stafford had a huge day, 20 for 26, 321 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Cooper Cup was the 100-yard guy at receiver with seven receptions for 108 yards. I didn't get to watch this full game. Uh, how did Jalen Ramsey do? Jalen Ramsey was amazing. Jalen does. Oh, my did. God. If, this had, if, if there was a 100 rating in Madden, that's what he should be. Sheesh. Hey, that man Jalen's always going to deliver. Who who is he on, Ogan? Uh, I believe between Allen Robinson, and Darnell Mooney, and uh, Allen Robinson had thirty five yards receiving last night. <laughs> Did you see that episode of Millionaire Million Dollars Worth of Game with Jalen Ramsey? I didn't. It was, it was a good one. They, they kind of did a tour of his house and stuff. And then, you know, Jalen, Jalen's so confident. It, it kind of radiates off of the rest of the team. He was telling that story at when he first got to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he was saying everybody was like, okay, rookie, take us out to eat. So he went and told him, like, look, this is what y'all doing. You're not going over this budget. I'm going to call a little people. You're going to go there by yourself. And that's going to be it. Got a lot of confidence of uh, Jalen Ramsey. Coming out of play. And he's been this guy since Florida State. I remember whenever, uh, I think he, I don't know if he had an interception or something like that against the game against Miami. And he's clapping in the guy's face, telling him to go back to the sideline. Right. Gotta love Jalen. Um, let's see here. Okay, last uh, NFL topic. 
I kind of want to hit on. So I think we were all kind of shocked to see Cam Newton get released by the New England Patriots. And uh, so clearly Mac Jones is a starter there. Do you see when then we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick went down for the Redskins, do you see Cam potentially going back and pairing up with Ron Rivera? Or what, what do you see kind of happening here in the near future? If Cam gets back to Washington, if he gets to Washington and get back strong, I like Washington chances, man, especially with that defense and a load of weapons. Cam, that would be one of the best Cam group of weapons. Yeah. Curtis Samuel, Anemi Brown, uh, Logan Thomas, Gibson. If he gets back, if he gets there, oh my gosh, look out. Hey, look can't, out. Can't forget Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. Did you see that catch he had? Miss, yeah. he's been balling. I remember watching him at Ohio State with Dwayne Haskins, and he just got into the league, and he's been kind of cutting his teeth and making it happen. Scary Terry is the truth, for real. Yes. Yeah, so, and do you think they could, that team could win the division potentially? They really could. Um, They really could if the Cowboys somehow lose a step. Okay, yeah, because I think the Cowboys surprised a lot of people in that uh, game against, who was that, against Tampa Bay in the opener. We were all kind of like, okay, the Cowboys do the Cowboys, but, hey, Dak Prescott came out firing that thing. What has happened to Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, nothing happened to him. He couldn't, he couldn't get the – he couldn't get no holes open. There was no holes open. Uh, what people have to realize, too, Zach Martin was out due to COVID. That's one of his guards down. Um, and this is a Tampa Bay defense, too. Devin White and uh, Levante David, a linebacker, with a load of defensive line. So, I mean, that's a lot of running backs who can't do that much against them. And I believe he had 54 yards rushing. I don't believe that they really allowed 46 yards rushing per game last year by a starting running back. Sheesh. And then they got that run, that, that linebacker from LSU holding down the middle, Devin White. Right. Devin White is always going to do what needs to be done. And actually, y'all lied. We're going to talk about one more topic real quickly. NFL, Monday night football tonight. Y'all know we record this episode on 4 o'clock on Mondays uh, this week. So Monday night football, you got the Ravens, who've been destroyed by these torn ACLs. I think three of their starter running backs, including uh, – well, not three of their starter running backs. Three of their running backs, including J.K. Dobbins, so they had to go pick up Le'Veon Bell, and uh, they'll play the Ra- the Raiders tonight. Two questions: One is Le'Veon Bell still the same back he was with Pittsburgh? What we don't know is because he's on the practice squad for the next couple of weeks to get oh, back in game. Really? Yes, he's getting in game shape. So who who's the starter tonight? Tyson Williams. What from care? Oh man, that's wild. That's why I wanted to do the whole 360. That's great. So the South Carolina running back will be in the backfield as a start tonight alongside our guy Lamar Jackson. This game, like I said, they play the Raiders. Oh, so Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards. Yeah, yeah. I expect Brian Edwards to have 1,100-yard season, nine touchdowns. Think he's primed for this year? Yes. T.O., next to Owens. Also, what about Henry Ruggs? You think he emerges tonight? Yes, uh, I expect I expect that whole team to emerge as I expect them to compete in the division, but of course they move to the Chiefs overall. Gotcha. And then last question about this. You gonna watch the regular telecast or you hear it? I think tonight's the first night for Peyton Manning and Eli Manning to have their their kind of telecast going on on, I want to say it's ESPN2, and I know it's definitely on the ESPN Plus app. Which one, which one are you watching it? 
Oh, y'all be tuning in on ESPN too. Um, I'd rather hear it from those guys' point of view, masterminds in the NFL. Telling you, I was thinking hey, if it's anything like detail, I think they're gonna have the whole country listening to it. Cause I remember when we were when they were we were in one of the meetings during the internship and they, they kind of announced this. I was like, what? This is about to be a staple because people love hearing Peyton Manning talk in general. And I'm pretty sure it's at a point his agents are like, yo, we thinking about this. Eli and Payson, they're gonna do this. And they're like, all right, bet, bring them in. So that is tonight, Monday Night Football. Just going to hit, like I told y'all, we're going to always hit some high school football topics, just one or two, uh, just to bring some attention to the local talent. We got, was at the Lexington High School game versus Airport. Lexington brings out the whole city. It's like they shut down the city for their high school game. They got the final win with the final score of 49-14. And definitely want to shout out KZ Adams for the great collegiate running back. Kind of Mr. Do It All, I think is is his head coach so that he can play receiver just as well. They beat the 5A powerhouse Ridge with the final score of 2018. KZ had 210 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. And they will go uh and Greg Collegiate has been, been knocking off a lot of like the bigger schools there. So he is committed to Georgia State. Rayquan, what are your thoughts on KZ? Uh, Casey Adams is one of the top running backs in the state. Um, I also believe that he will get bigger offers. And um, I don't believe that he will be in a Georgia State commander in the year due to him being one of the best backs in the state. Gotcha. You you had told me before before we got on that you saw, thought some other running backs were pretty good. You said um, – Jarvis Green from Dutch Fork. Um, he's been doing it for years. Um but he gets lost in the offense due to all the receivers that they have that division one. Um, Jalen Hyde, who's at Tennessee, Jalen Hyde, who's now IMG, and Antonio Williams, who's now a four-star prospect. So he gets lost in the sauce, but he's he's pretty good, one of the top three in the state, too. That's another really great back. And then there's the one from Hammond. Do you know his name? C.J. Stokes. Okay, and he is committed to go to join Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. And you always see on WIS after he scores a touchdown, he he has the gloves on. He's sporting the whole thing. So a lot of top talent I, in the Midlands. What are you saying? I believe he Carolina will flip him, flip him stay home. You think so? Yes. Even with that three-headed attack South Carolina got going on now? I, I think one of those one of those will transfer out uh, with the Ben Harris. Okay. I think he'll transfer out, and that will give the leeway for Stokes to come. Gotcha. And, I'm, and then Beamer seems like he's been doing a pretty good job recruiting. I did want to think, what did you thought about when Zell kind of came in as was the GA, kind of took the starting job from Brown? Do you think Brown kind of felt a ways about that, or is it just part of the business? Oh, Brown, he's not ready. Um, he's okay. not ready for NCC football. Um, Zell, he's, although he's not that good, he's, he's doing way better than Brown would do. Okay, so he's just the most prepared for it at this moment because he he did he was at Iowa State, so he's in the air raid. Then he sat behind our Trey Lance at North Dakota State, and I don't know. I think I might have said this to you, but I know I've said this on the podcast before. They said North Dakota State when you play quarterback, it is the truth. You got you got to let everybody know where they are. Friday you're leaving, pass game coordinating meetings and stuff, so you really learn how to kind of command the offense, like a prep course almost. Really gets you ready for the NFL. Exactly. So we'll see what happens. That is all I have for you all today. Raekwon, great episode. Great episode. Every season you come on, you just improve it, take it up to the notch. So we're going to have to bring you back on here here shortly throughout the season. Thanks for having me. For sure. That's all we have for you today.
Gucci. And they want the tea on me, I swear these bitches nosy. Said he put some money on my head, I guess we gon' see. I won't put no money on his head, my niggas owe me. I gotta be single for a while, he can't control me. Uno those traits in a race, they can't hold me. And I show my face in a case, so you know it's me. Imitation isn't flattery, it's just annoying me.